What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Wiregrass High School Football Report brought to you by the radio people. This is your weekly look at all things high school football and the Wiregrass. I am your host, Philip Jordan, the in-studio host and producer for Hudson Woods Football at 96.9. The legend. Got a fun show for you guys this week. I'm going to be joined by Geneva County head coach Jim Bob Stripling to preview the upcoming season for the Geneva County Bulldogs. While a lot of teams in the Wiregrass did kick off this past Friday, some teams will have it, and Geneva County will be playing their first game this Friday when they host Whitesburg. So we'll get into all that, uh, look at the team, uh, talk about a little 2A Region 2 with Coach Stripling, a lot of good stuff when we get to that conversation. Before jumping into all that, let's look back at this past Friday, Week 0. Let's go around the wiregrass. All right, we're going to start things off with Houston County defeating Northside Methodist 19-13. to Houston County amassed over 300 yards rushing in the game. They were led by Darius and Isaiah McKenzie on the ground. And Houston County had a 13-0 lead going into halftime. So Northside Methodist did make things interesting in the second half, but Houston County was able to hold on. Rehoboth defeated Providence 34-7. to This was a close game at halftime, really defensive struggle, but Rehoboth Pulled away in the second half. Big performance by their quarterback, Sheldon Arroyo. 149 yards, two touchdowns. They also have 53 on the ground, one touchdown. Strong defense performance here by Rehoboth. They held Providence Christian to close to 100 yards total offense in the game. Houston Academy beat Kinston 42-19. Jeb Daltrey had over 145 yards rushing in the game. One touchdown. Uh, their quarterback, Caden Mitchell, was 8 for 13, 158, and three touchdowns. Enterprise defeated Bay Panama City 57 21 to start a 1 0 on the season. Enterprise was up 42 0 at halftime in this one. Ayrton defeated Dale County 38 27. This game was closer than that. Don't let that score fool you. Ayrton pulled away in the fourth quarter. Dale County was playing shorthanded in this game. Jordan Smith for Ayrton had three, excuse me, 238 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. Whitsburg defeated Headland 53-7. Four touchdowns by Jalen Murray in that one for Whitsburg. Elba defeated Delville 41-14. Elba led in this one only 14-6 at halftime, but they pulled away in the game in the third quarter when they scored four touchdowns in the third period. Eufaula defeated Carroll 40-8. Demarion Lewis had four touchdowns in the contest for the Tigers. New Brighton defeated Cottonwood 33-14. Quarterback Caden Cup had 128 yards rushing in the game. Sampson defeated Marengo 12-6. This was a game where Sampson was out their head coach. Jason Wombles was out, unable to attend due to COVID, but they had a big rushing effort by Braxton Brooks and Josh Lowry to lead them to the victory. Abbeville Christian defeated Springwood 52-6. Now in Jamboree action, Dothan defeated Bob Jones 42-32. Of course, you heard that game on 96.9 The Legend on Friday night. Interesting game. Had about a 40-45 minute lightning delay there early in the second quarter. So the game didn't really get, get over to about 11 o'clock up there to crank the ball in Montgomery. But a good performance by Dothan. The offense Seem to be clicking on all cylinders here, which is big going into the regular season. Of course, this game does not count toward their overall record, but a big confidence boost going into the season opener against Park Crossing this Friday, which you can hear on 96.9. The Legend pregame starts at 645. Kickoff is at 7. And in the game, they're at the Crampton Bowl, which is the Alabama High School Athletic Association kickoff classic. Try saying that 10 times fast. So Dothan got a little trophy there as well. But a Javier Jackson had 139 yards passing on the day, 
two touchdowns, running back Octavius Thomas, big day there, 168 yards and two touchdowns. And two other jamborees in the area, Brantley defeated GW Long 34-14, and Charles Henderson defeated Pike County 34-0. And that is Around the Wiregrass, and now let's get to my conversation with Geneva County Head Coach Jim Bob Striplin. Everybody joining me this week on the Wiregrass High School Football Report is Geneva County Head Coach Jim Bob Striplin. And uh, Coach Striplin, I told you all fair, but I always uh, appreciate the time of you coming on the show. Hey, it's always a pleasure. Just glad to talk a little football, Philip. I appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah, glad to have you on. And just, you know, going into, you know, you guys will be playing your first game this this Friday. I know a lot of teams in the Wiregrass got going this past Friday with uh, with games. Just you got 18, 18 players coming back uh, from last year, 8-4 and four off of last year. Uh, it's got to be a lot of excitement there with the Geneva County Bulldogs. Absolutely. It's always nice when you have a, a veteran group coming back. It doesn't happen every year, but uh, – Makes it a lot easier on your coaching staff, that's for sure. So we're really excited about it. Yeah, and uh, one thing before I for jump into the team, I meant to ask, I, I was going to tell you, uh, congratulations. I saw uh, a couple weeks ago that you were named uh, head coach for, during the North-South All-Star Classic that will be played in uh, Mobile December 17th. I know you get excited for this season, but I just want to throw it out there. and uh, Congratulations on that. That's got to be an awesome honor. Absolutely, man. I was really honored uh, when they gave me the call uh, this past uh, June, and uh, it was the most fun thing about it was I got to pick out my own uh, staff from around the uh, southern part of the state and uh, got a great staff and we're looking forward to um, putting together a great team to represent this part of the state so it's just an absolute honor really humble to do it so uh, just really thankful man I appreciate you um, mentioning that yeah I was doing my prep I saw that in there so I'm gonna congratulate you on that and you know going into going into this season and you know talk about the assignment I know it's something you know you, you worry about each game each team you know each team you play each game every week as a coach and as a team but you know you're talking about the excitement you know everything else you know with you, you guys are ranked six in a preseason just w- what are you looking forward to this season or especially going into that first game you know, that, that uh, number six rankings uh really exciting. You know, it just shows we've kind of built it up over the last few years, and we've, we're kind of here now at this at the point where um, we've gained some respect. It hasn't been easy, but the guys have had worked their, uh, worked their tails off to get here, and uh, and now we got a good group with a lot of seniors. And it um, uh, starts with Emmanuel Henderson. He's going to um, really be explosive this year. I think he's improved over the offseason. He's gained a few pounds, and he's just as fast as ever. So, um Expect big things from him, but uh, on top of that, though, our defensive front's solid. Our offensive lines uh, really has come together, and uh, he's got a good group, man. Uh, coaching staff's coming back, so um, it's just really fun to be a part of. And you know, being a veteran head coach, you just um, uh, don't get these opportunities every day, especially at the two A level. So I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm really going to enjoy it. Yeah, you talk about your running back Emmanuel Henderson. You know, coming into this year, you know, you know, you've seen him develop over the years. You know, his whole, you know football playing days there at geneva county just where have you seen the most in his development as a, as a player you know and what he's done for geneva county on and off the field well number one obviously he's a uh, he's got tremendous physical assets he's big strong fast but what i've seen over the years is uh his confidence level has just continued to grow and grow as he's um uh, put the work in as he's starting to, to gain the accolades and he knows what he's capable of, and I think as a result of that, he's been uh, in a position to where he's made the guys around him better. They look up to him, and he's um, been just an absolute joy to coach. He's a great kid, and uh, really going to miss him when he's gone, obviously, because he's not only because he's a great football player, but 
also because he's just uh, that kind of kid that you want around uh, the locker room. So uh, I'm really expecting to have a big year, and uh, I'm really going to be uh, rooting for him. And uh, yeah, the rest of the guys are uh, kind of feeding off what he's brought to the table. You know, and I always when I preview any team at any level, uh, talking to anybody, I like to talk about the offensive line. And you, you've got a pretty experienced group with your offensive line with three seniors and one junior. Absolutely. That's you know, traditionally at Geneva County, uh, you know, I graduated from here myself, so I kind of know what we've had over the years. So, um, you know, traditionally we've had a lot of skilled guys, and we've sometimes we come up a little bit slim on the front line. But uh, this year we do have some guys with some size, uh, starting with our seniors, uh, Sam Gooden at uh, right tackle. Then we have Holden Hunter coming back. He's a big kid. He's going to be playing center for us this year. Um then we're talking about uh, guys like Jay Roberts. He's really going to contribute. Uh, Chance Martin, he's a returning uh, starter. He's also a senior. And um, I've got a couple other guys that really battled that, battled for the uh, final position up there over the spring and uh, summer. So uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll give them a couple more days to battle that out. But uh, at the same time, uh, you know, they'll make some uh, room for Emmanuel to run. I think that's really encouraging for him as well yeah and how important is it when you have a group up front on the offensive line when they, they've played together so much because they're a cohesive unit in, within their own right and you know they you know they just have that experience uh, it means everything i mean i think that's the difference between a uh, average team and a really good team just uh kids who can think on their feet not only big and strong like you would hope for but uh, kids who can actually execute uh communicate up front and uh be ready to make adjustments because there are some really good defenses out there new quarterback this year no will birdsong graduated you know only he was a senior last year if you have senior quarterback jackson stewart and uh, just what uh how has he looked in a development throughout fall practice as you get ready to go into your season opener this friday against whitsburg well he's another one of those uh dual threat quarterbacks i really like he's a great athlete he's played a lot of baseball he's uh really dynamic on the baseball field and he's uh started for us at safety in the eighth grade believe it or not he's then we moved him over to the offensive side of the ball uh, his uh, 10th grade year, and now he's going to be starting a quarterback for us. So, um, you know, he's got a good arm. He's got, you know, re- really good head on his shoulders. And uh, one really cool tidbit about him, his dad and I actually played on the same football team at uh, Geneva County. We both played on the defensive line together, believe it or not. I doubled as a quarterback and a defensive lineman. So uh, Jackson kind of has that uh, history going for him. So um, he's going to have a good year. He's going to – we're going to play to his strengths, and uh, I really feel good about where he is right now. Yeah, that's interesting. You don't hear too many, uh, you know, from high school level quarterbacks uh, playing also on the defensive line. It usually seems like they're in the secondary, so that's got a, that's an interesting uh, combo you <laughs> well, had there. Hey, that shows you, hey, I'm a team player, man. Whatever it takes to win, right? There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, okay, I'll ask you just real quick. Did you ever trash talk the other quarterback then out there on the defensive line? I was – well, the problem was, and the reason I don't need to play now is I was probably one of the biggest trash talkers you'll ever encounter. <laughs> um, fortunately, I've kind of grown up and grown out of that a little bit, but you know, because the other kids kind of look up to me now, <laughs> so <laughs> I've kind of left that. You know, ninety four, ninety five, I kind of let that go and kind of started growing up a little bit. But yeah, I did trash talk quite a bit. Okay, I just had to ask you that close to the other quarterback. This was kind of <laughs> my, my curiosity got peaked on that one. Oh, uh, when you look at well, that, I just, appreciate that. Yeah, when you look at the rest of the offense, too, the, you know, the rest of the skill position players, you know, uh, what are some things, you know, that's really stood out to you? You know, Emmanuel's really a guy you talk about a lot, but um, we have Kenley Pryor coming back. He's a junior this year, and a lot of these guys that were playing this year were on an undefeated junior high team a couple of years ago, so we're kind of getting the uh, 
benefit of playing with some veteran kids who've had success before. And, uh, you know, other than Emmanuel, Kenley Pryor is really going to be the guy that carries the ball quite a bit. I got a big fullback coming back, Brandon Andrews. He's a 250-pound fullback. Does a lot of blocking, but at the same time, uh, we'll throw him a bone every now and then because he does work hard. He deserves it. So you'll see him run the ball some. Um, at the wide receiver position, we have a senior, uh, David Payne. He'll do his best to fill the uh, roles that Colby Fuller had over the last couple of years. He was a really dynamic receiver that we lost last year. Uh, Jose Martinez was also in the mix at the uh, quarterback position, but uh, Jackson's going to win that position, and Jose is going to play more of the uh, receiver position. And, uh, you know, we've got a combination of just a few really good skill players who can um, um, carry the load uh, when Emmanuel um, uh, needs a little bit of a break. And we're going to mix the ball around just as well as we can because the fact is everybody's going to be looking for Emmanuel, but we do have some other guys who can run it. So uh, those guys might be setting themselves up for a good season. Yeah, and with a, a Kenley Pryor, how well and, and how interesting or is it for you as a coach just figuring out ways to play him and Emmanuel off of each other? Yeah, it's really easy. I mean, it's just you set something up and you got a counterpunch with it because those those two guys are really um, uh, two quality pieces of the puzzle when it comes to um, kind of making yourself a uh, offense that uses the entire field. So uh, uh, look for Kenley to have a great year. I mean, he's um, he's a kid we'll use in a lot of roles, and uh, you know, one of my favorite things to do as a uh, head coach is be creative, and uh, we'll be as creative as we can with uh, with Pryor back there. So. Uh, look for him this year to have a great season. Kenley Pryor, he's a junior. Now, on the defense side of ball, and I've seen some comments for you through other interviews and uh, stuff out there in the in the local media newspaper and on TV that you know you're really looking to defense be a strength, and you do have ten starters on that side of ball coming back. Just uh, how how would you best describe the defense you have you'll have this season? It's another veteran group. I mean, we've struggled defensively not because it's of um, the effort we've put into it, but uh, just because of the fact we've been young. Every single year, we keep losing players, and um, some kids are um, you know, keep graduating in key spots. And um, this year, we finally have a lot of guys back that can contri- contribute. You know, going back to Kenley Pryor, he also doubles as a uh, outside linebacker. Um, we got my two inside backers back, um, Scott Sanders and Grayson Bell. Um, and then on the other side, I got a really dynamic athlete named uh, Isaiah Hutcherson. So we do have four quality linebackers returning. Uh, secondaries also coming back. I got a safety, Amari Holmes coming back. He's a six three hundred eighty pound safety. Um, and then I do return one corner and uh, Brandon Copeland. He's also a senior. Um, so I'm really looking forward to what our defense can do this year. Uh, Coach Micah Turner does a really excellent job with him. Puts a lot of work into it. And um, you know, this year I think we'll really um, we won't have to be quite so dynamic on offense to carry the uh, load. I think our defense is really going to bail us out quite a bit this year. You know, and just looking at, you know, of course, like I said earlier, you look at one week at a time, of course, you know, with Wicksburg coming up. And last, I'll just start with that with Wicksburg. Uh, when you look at that matchup coming up with your season opener this Friday, of course, they've, they've got a game under their belt. Just uh, uh, what have you seen and uh, what are kind of some things you're looking at with that matchup? Well, one thing you know you're going to get with Wicksburg, they're going to be big, strong, and they're going to uh, really execute well. I mean, Coach Cox has done a great job over there. I've known him since uh, <laughs> since kindergarten. We actually both went to kindergarten over in Slocum, so known him for a long time. And uh, he's a great guy, does a great job, got a great program. And uh, I think this year he's really dynamic. He's got some kids who can run uh, to go along with those big kids. They always grow over uh, in uh, Wicksburg territory. So, um, it's a great rivalry. It's going to be a uh, – tough matchup for us because I think 
you know, as, as big and strong as we are up front this year, I think they'll uh, they'll be able to match us man for man. So uh, I would expect a great game, great turnout, and, you know, both teams just going at it hard simply because it's a great rivalry and both teams don't want to be denied. Yeah, I'm sure uh, you can just, you know, expand on this. I'm sure that the players are excited just to get on the field and, uh, and play somebody, play a, play a team, you know, not other than practicing against themselves. Yeah, absolutely. It really gets tough uh, in, in preseason camp, especially when you're getting – you know, your preseason game is canceled. It's just, you know, I think this year, more so than ever, it's harder to keep kids' attention. I mean, this is not just here in uh, Hartford, but it's across the, you know, the spectrum in general. You know, kids are just so busy doing other things. So when you don't have a game coming up, it's just so easy to lose uh, concentration. So we're just really excited to be in game week this week and uh, do have a big contest coming. And uh, I think the fact that the kids – a lot of the kids did go to that Wicksburg game, and they went other places as well. So they see other kids playing football, and uh, they, they're they uh, really getting amped up. They want to play, and they want to be a part of it themselves this week. You know, you know real quickly, for I let you guys, you know, looking at the region as a whole, you guys who play in, you know, 2A Region 2, it's, it's a tough region. I mean, there's a lot of good teams there. and just I mean, how, how much does it actually help that you're in a, a region week in, week out, that you're going to be playing tough matchups? You know, a lot of our guys have said this. A lot of our coaches have. I mean, I really believe this may be the toughest region in the state. There's no exaggeration whatsoever in saying that. Um, uh, yeah, so we, whoever comes out of the region is going to be really well prepared for the playoffs. And, you know, if you go into the playoffs a four seed, uh, I mean, you'll you'll really still have a good shot. Uh, I've got a good friend who coaches at Highland Home, and he uh, – you know, they didn't really have to expect to have to play us last year in the first round. They felt like we were more of a uh, uh, one or two seed, but we had some injuries and some quarantine issues last year, which actually caused us to be the number three seed. And um, we ended up going over to Highland Home and winning that first round playoff game. And um, I think you're going to see the same thing this year. You know, whoever makes the playoffs from top to bottom in our region, either one through four, is going to be a, a formidable opponent for anyone. Yeah, it just stuck out to me last year that Elbow was a team that had a winning record, but they didn't make the playoffs. Uh, you know, you had the, the team in the Absolutely. fifth spot that didn't make the playoffs. That just shows to me how tough the region is when you have a team that, and probably in any other region, they may have made the playoffs. And that's just that's a testament to the the, yeah. the programs in that region. And you just you know, overall, if there's anything here that I haven't asked you about about your team or just the community there that you know supports Geneva County that you'd like to talk about. I'll tell you one thing that's really interesting about our program. This is actually the 106th year that we'll be playing football here. That's really amazing. I always talk about that when I meet with the uh, boosters early in the season. And uh, I think it says a lot to about our community to have kept the football team going that long. So uh, it's going to be exciting to have another great season and great turnout. And I think at this point everybody does plan on having full-capacity stadiums. So um, it's been a while since we've had that. So exciting's really excitement's growing. And uh, – I really look forward to having these kids uh, being able to experience a full house this year. So it's um, some of these guys haven't experienced that as a varsity player. So I think that's something we can all be excited about. So I can't wait to get on the field Friday night for my uh, 12th year as a head coach. It's really been amazing, and time has has flown by. And I just hope to uh, continue uh, what I've been doing, and uh, just really feel blessed to be on the field every week. Absolutely, and then, you know the last lead. I'm asking everybody this this year. Uh, this question at the end of a conversation, uh, just uh, when you hear the term uh, fr- Friday night football, what comes to mind to you? Wow, when I hear the term Friday night football, just excitement, just <laughs> you know, it's just hard to put in words. That's the toughest question I've been asking in a while, Philip. I appreciate that, man. Um, yeah, I mean, from my standpoint, I mean, it meant you know Friday night football for me. It just meant everything. Just be a part of a football team. Just have fans 
uh, pulling for you, just being out there with your friends playing and battling against another community. It's just, uh, I mean, I could go on and on. It's just an absolute uh, tradition that Americans should never take for granted. It's just uh, amazing that we can do this here in this country. You know, go to, basically go to war every Friday night with a opponent, and after the game, to shake hands and do it again the next week. It's an absolute miracle. So uh, I'm really fired up about it and uh, can't wait to do it again this year. Yeah, absolutely. I was excited for this past week, excited for this week when uh, you guys get playing on much other teams of Wiregrass get going this week. And uh, as always, Coach, I do appreciate you coming on the show and uh, take some time, talk about your team, and uh, wish you and uh, Geneva County all the luck this season. Thanks, Philip. We'll talk to you soon, man. All right, thanks again to Coach Jim Bob Stripling for coming on the show. Wish Geneva County all the luck this season. And as you heard, they are playing Wittsburg this Friday night among a bunch of games that will be played in the Wiregrass scheduled for this Friday. We got a little bit of a taste of it this past Friday with a few teams kicking off the season. We are full tilt this Friday with pretty much everybody playing uh, this Friday. Teams that are off are Carroll, GW Along, and Pleasant Home. But look at the schedule and – Bear with me. This is a long schedule, but I'm about to tell you all the games for this Friday. Abbeville will be at Headland. Uh, Abbeville has not played a game this year. Headland lost last week, so they are 0-1. Chambers Academy at 1-0 will be at Abbeville Christian at 1-0. Rehoboth 1-0 at Ashford playing their first game of the season. Barber County at 1-0 at Russell County at 1-0. Brantley, first game of the season, first official game. Of course, they had the Jamboree last week. We'll be playing at Laverne, who won last week, so they are 1-0. Catholic Montgomery, 1-0, will be at Charles Henderson, their first game of the season. Sampson at 1-0 will be at Cottonwood, who lost last week. Dale County at Delville, both teams are 0-1, looking to get their first win of the season. Park Crossing did play a game last week. They lost 45-0 to Auburn. They will be playing Dothan, who's coming off the win in the Classic. They played at the Crampton Bowl, but this will be the first game of the regular season for the Dothan Wolves. Op at 1-0 will be at Elba, who is also 1-0. Carver Montgomery has not played yet. They will be at Enterprise, who won last week against Bay Panama City. Eufaula at 1-0 will be at Central Phoenix City. 1-0, that should be a fun fun game there. I'll be keeping an extra, extra eye. Uh, attention and eye on that one uh, as I am paying attention to all the scores this Friday night uh, on the broadcast for Dothan Wills football. You will have Florala, who has not played yet, at Houston County, who is 1-0. Geneva at Slocum. Geneva won last week. Slocum playing their first game of the year. Wicksburg, who won last week. They're playing at Geneva County, as we talked with Coach Striplin there. The season opener for Geneva County. Goshen at 0-1 will be at Ayrton at 1-0. Highland Home will be at Alabama Christian. Both teams looking for a victory. They both lost in the Week 0 matchups that they had. Houston Academy will be at Bayside Academy. Both schools are 1-0. Zion Chapel will be at Kinston. Zion Chapel, this is their season opener. Kinston lost last week to Houston Academy. Georgiana will be at New Broughton. New Broughton with the opening win over Cottonwood last week. Georgiana lost in their opener, so they'll be looking to get a victory there. Providence Christian at Northside Methodist. Both schools lost last week. Hillcrest Evergreen will be at Pike County. Hillcrest Evergreen lost last week in their opener. This will be the season opener for Pike County. Strawn at 1-0 will be at Red Level, who is having their season opener of the year. So that is your schedule for week one of high school football in the Wiregrass. A lot of games I just mentioned there, a lot of games, so it's going to be a lot of fun keeping up with all of those this Friday night to tell you the scores during the scoreboard updates at halftime and postgame, and then, of course, next week here on the podcast going over all those results. Now, 
That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, please tell people about it the old way of spreading a word, just word of mouth. If you listen to the show, you say, hey, check out that Wiregrass High School Football Report podcast. And if they ask you, where do I find such a program? Where do I find such a brilliant, brilliantly done podcast? It's simple. You go to Apple Podcasts. You subscribe, follow, and please rate and review. If you leave a review, I will read it on a future edition of the show. But there's another way you can check out the show as well. Just go to the 969thelegend.com, 955.otvy.com, or 1067kmx.com, and the show is there as well. Also, an additional information on how to find the show, download the apps, either if you have an Android device or an Apple phone. Download the apps for any of those stations. The podcast is right there for you to listen to at your convenience, at your phone, right there at your fingertips. So you do not have to go far to find the Wiregrass High School Football Report. This is your first time listening or if you want to tell people how to find it. Very easy to find. And, of course, also you can always email me at sportstalkphilipjordan at gmail.com. And uh, it was a fun first weekend. First Friday night of high school football at Wiregrass. And as I've said here repeatedly, I'm looking forward to this week, week one, Full slate of games here in the Wiregrass. going to be a lot of fun keeping up with all of that. And remember, once again, listen to Dothan Wolves this Friday night. They are hosting Park Crossing, the home opener, the season opener for the Dothan Wolves. going to be a lot of fun. Pre-game starts at 645. Kickoff is at 7, so you can join Jerry Coleman, Ken Lambert, and myself for all the action on 969 The Legend. I hope everybody has a fantastic week. Love each other. Take care of each other. Let's do the right things. And uh, let's just let's just be good human beings this week. Let's be good human beings every single day. But anyways, guys, until next time. Bye bye.